0: I give the same response, she never leaves my heart, they just friends, jealousy they vain, ego hot and cold like temporary rice, put foot on the gas, till so you burn out. escalator, but they want a man that elevate your status, but would rather elevate you. Only type of beating I want to hear is the ones I got in my ear. So I can ignore the pressure fears. It's my option to veer. I want to put your status in a different tier. So the fears. God, there's an answer for you. Don't require any of your tears. Her people are people the most. I can do a TED Talk down California coast and shockwaves. Cause people afraid to diagnose. Who shoulder that lies on? So we fault those who gross. More than us. They talk down to us. Revents that they quote. Better read this situation. Use the wrong your next point. But never make a point. She said she weighed the fuck. I said where when. I called. often
1: beats with Clint Ew Whoa, watch out for the guns if you're watching the video version. We're a quarter of a way to a hundred episodes. For you people that can't do math, we are at episode 25, aka my age. It'll be the last time I'll be able to say the episode number applies with my age, because at this rate, um, I'm going to make more episodes by the end of this year than I'm going to live. But yeah, welcome to episode 25 of the Off and Beat Podcast. I am your host, Clint, and as you can tell, bought some new uh, body wash and shampoo And I bought a poof You know the ones that you Lather on your hairy chest And kneecaps Even has a little suction thing Where I could You know Just stamp it On my shower wall (coughs) Excuse me Today we are sponsored by C4 With this uh, Flavor called Frozen Bombsicle It literally just tastes like on those cheap popsicles you get for a dollar for thirty, uh, for thirty things of popsicles, at a Dollar Tree. Um, it brings back those old memories. Every time I take a sip, the first thing it remind me when I took my first sip was it took me back to like when I was eleven years old, and on these hot summer days on July nineteenth, would probably be outside. Playing kickball with a kid named Griffin um, And then Griffin uh, makes you put down your golden retriever Because his brother's a fucking piece of shit Stop antagonizing dogs For some reason a dog attacks a kid That was hidden in the face with a fucking basketball Um some reason it's the dog's fault If I just come up to you And just start throwing a basketball Bouncing off your head I think the least you would do Is maybe throw the bounce Basketball back at my head Maybe bounce out of my nutsack Go for a crossover If I had to take a guess I have a feeling Griffin has probably uh, Crossed over by now He had a very Feminine energy And he was A pussy, and um, it's the type of vibes I'm getting Pussy vibes Gotta love it, ooh you gotta love it, ooh you gotta love it But you also gotta keep tight lip Gotta keep your lips tight, speaking these days You speak on people, and they may come after you And you don't even know if you have what it takes to defend yourself You know, I, I was thinking about this and by the way, just a disclaimer, I have no idea when we am going to talk about this episode, which means it's going to be the best episode ever. I really don't think 75-80% to 80% of dudes could actually like defend their girl's honor. Now, what does that look like? I don't know. Can you get your ass beat, but defend your girl's honor as long as you took the punches for her? But then she's probably going to be attracted to the dude that just beat someone's ass And she's probably going to leave with him that night And he's going to put a pounding on her Except um, she's going to like the pounding So you're going to get a double whammy all in one night No matter how much guitar hero you played in the past No matter how long you hold those whammy bars She's uh, getting whammed while probably holding some bars off his uh, bed frame. Just to frame that up for you. Cause he probably has a actual bed frame while you have a bed just to go under your bed and call it double coverage. That is uh I don't know if you're really covered that way. I don't know if your bed where the if the If your building were to collapse and your bed were to fall through and you didn't have a frame, would you be at fault? I don't know. I guess you better make sure you have your homeowner's insurance because um, without paying your 30 bucks a month, you'll probably just use that 30 bucks to spend on weed for a couple days. I think it's a good thing I don't do weed. Do weed. Like I'm fucking, like it's a pocket pussy or something. I think, you don't realize how like expensive we can be until you have people that are friends of yours that do it regularly. You see how much money they spend. And they have every right to spend money on what they want to. But when they don't have money to spend and somehow they find money to spend... On things that they probably shouldn't have found money to spend on, then understand why parents kick people out of the houses. Because they're like, you know what? If you're going to go broke, be broke out there. Be broke on your own merit. Ain't no piggybacking here. Kicked you out a year and a half ago. You still uh, haven't figured something out? That's a you problem. Maybe that's a reflection on them as a parent. It could be. But, um, here you are. I've been thinking about the direction of what I want to do with this podcast. Um, Get on a serious note. I don't, um, obviously I love doing it. I enjoy it. It's one of the highlights of my week, um, which can be either sad or it could be good, depending on how you look at it. I think it's great. I make time for it. Today's my off day. Got some stuff done today, but... I wonder if podcasting... Um, I wonder if I want to start making it longer for Like an hour and a half or something like that. But it's really hard to go an hour and a half by yourself. Like It's not that I mentally couldn't do it. But I'm also dabbling into stand-up and other things. Like I've actually... I'm going to open mic actually, um, this, well, maybe not this Saturday, it'll probably have to be next Saturday, request it off or whatever, but yeah, um, but I'm trying to think of the direction, um, do I want to potentially upgrade everything to have guests on a more consistent basis, do I want to change the format, um, The only thing I have a problem with, I will say like as a podcast consumer, even though I don't have a lot of consumers right now, which is actually I think works in my favor. I think people complain too much about how, oh, no one's watching and listening to my stuff yet. It's like that could be actually a good thing. Because then you have time to actually get better at something without people expecting a certain product from you. I think something I've realized from YouTube and starting YouTube and um just podcasts and things in general is one of the things that they tell you to worry about um the least to be mindful of is when you start a youtube um you got to be careful about doing trendy things that will get views early on cuz then once you get an audience that expects to do those things and that's not really what you want to do then you try to switch it up then you have a hard time attaining those same viewers And then you have a massive slide of people that don't watch. You have too much inconsistency. You have people that unsubscribe because it's not what they subscribe for. And I'm kind of going the route of I understand for right now. There's not going to be a whole lot of people watching They're longer videos. People don't know who I am yet. But that will change. As of right now, I don't care that I'm only getting one, two, three, four, five views on a video. That's fine with me because I feel like once I put in a body of work and it does start resonating, people go back and watch the older ones and by the time that I think this podcast will pick up, I think I'll be a I think I'll be at least in a routine on a roll. I have a good idea of um, getting better and sharper at this. But I'd rather gain an audience and have the people that watch my show or listen to my show watch and listen to it because they're actually liking what I'm doing and I'm not following trendy things or I'm not following what everyone else does to get quick viewers. Now, there's an argument to be made that once you get them, all that matters is getting them in the door and then you gradually incorporate what you want to do at a slower pace. But you'll at least have a fan base there to have something going. But my thing is, I don't care to make money off YouTube. To me, my focus is on the podcast itself. Um, that's my big goal at the end, um, to hopefully make that my full-time occupation, or at least a stream of revenue, to be honest. Um, it's not, at least as of right now, it's not really something I need That takes 30 hours of my week or nothing. Like, it takes more to upload the video on my slow computer than does actually making the shit. But, um... Yeah, the direction I want to... Maybe I should start doing this every 25 episodes, you know. Doing an evaluation of where I'm at. But, um... I do find it... I guess maybe I'm convincing myself I'm playing the long game. Subscribers and viewers are coming slowly. I get a few that get some views, but... Again, I'm not one of those I care at all, to be honest about that. Because to me, YouTube is just a way to gain an audience towards what I want to do. And it's just another way for possibly some new listeners and stuff. And I understand that may take time being a quote-unquote nobody. But... You know I'm fine with that I really am genuinely I'm actually genuinely okay with that Um I've always been someone who If I truly believe in myself I will play the long game And people always talk about Investing yourself Or investing your time And if things aren't working Then you just need to find something different It's like Um I also believe that sometimes things aren't going to go, they're not going to explode off the bat in this instance. Like things aren't very, you're not just going to start something and it blows up. You're not just going to start something. Things are just amazing. Like then when you get to a point where you start getting some success and you start getting um, some listeners, viewers or whatever you're trying to do. I think it's going to be more fulfilling when I get there. You know I'm I'm willing to be patient I understand these things take time I understand that uh, I'm not someone that I don't really do this For potential possible fame I do this because I enjoy doing it I believe I can be entertaining To certain people I've been told that The few people that haven't listened watching I've gotten a few direct uh Analysis from them And for the most part They actually enjoy it you know They just said, like, you know, improve this here and there. But I like the genesis of what you're doing. It's original. It's you, more importantly. This may not be one of the funnest episodes, if you're still tuning in. But I do feel like it's an important, uh, it's kind of like at least an update of what goes through my head and what's my goal. Because one thing I don't like is when I listen to podcasts and stuff, and I don't even feel like they necessarily started it or do it because they actually enjoy or enjoyed it at some point. I truly believe that, like, some people literally do podcasts with the sole intent of just getting money out of it. And you can kind of, like, feel that, you know, the uh, the amount of effort or the mind um, or the lack of interest they have in actually... Making their podcast what they want to do. So you're following the quote unquote uh, script of just what they know works with the show. And I could like I I start stop like there's certain podcasts I kind of stop listening to. Not because I didn't like the people or enjoyed it at a certain point in time. But I noticed a common thing that makes me stop listening to podcasts is... When you could tell that they're doing it more out of habit and routine than the enjoyment. Now there could be something to be said like you have to do things sometimes out of routine and habit that you may not enjoy in the moment, but it's good for you beneficially. It's like if you go to the gym and work out, you may not physically want to do it at all. But you know the benefits it does for your body, your well-being, after and everything. The health you look for You take care of your health even when it's hard Because the benefits of taking care of your health Outweighs way more than not taking care of it And doing whatever And um I really feel like this is And that's one of those things that really turns me off and It really, it comes down to a core thing of mine Which is people that are not being genuine I don't expect um, the whole truth and everything. I don't expect as a consumer for um, the podcaster or whoever. It could be in everyday life. I don't expect the person to be transparent, saying, "I don't enjoy this the way I used to. I don't really like this." But or I literally started this because I just wanted to make money. I don't even care about actually enjoying what I'm doing. It's not even about learning. Interviewing people or whatever. You're trying to entertain. Makes me feel good like. But I do feel like as a consumer. um, Consumers for the most part aren't idiots. Yes we don't know everything that's going on. But you can tell. We have human instincts. Because in everyday life. People you date. People you surround yourself with friends wise. You um. You kind of start you. You can tell when someone's starting to be disingenuous with you. You could tell when someone doesn't want to be around you as much, or vice versa. Like it's a good feeling you have. It's instincts. You could tell when something's off. And as a consumer, we can tell when the show's just not the same, or it's just not as um, enticing. You could tell the people involved with the show are just kind of. Going through the motions. And those things are normal. It's hard to, if you do a couple episodes a week. Or even if you do it on a weekly basis. That shit's hard. If you got an everyday life and shit. Like, that can be hard. But your product will suffer. In a sense. Um, even if you're making money from it. And people. Your core audience. Of whoever. Wanted. Whoever watched or listened to it at some point is going to just naturally tune out because there's so much fucking competition out there. And I'm not going to pretend to be a podcast landscape effort, but I could tell you one thing. If I were to ever start making money, I would never sell my show to fucking Facebook, Joe Budden. Like, Joe Budden, like your audience, let me just tell you, most of your audience specifically. In terms of which is typically going to be a younger to middle aged demographic at most. Um, they're not on Facebook. I haven't used Facebook in a couple years. Like Facebook is something typically for older people. And to have your show exclusively have a deal with Facebook where your show is exclusively shown on Facebook. No one gives a fuck. No one's going to create... Gr- uh, try to log back into their Facebook account that they haven't been on in six years to see the fucking Joe Budden podcast. There's two as great as your show is even then. I, even today, I still like your show. I really do. But no one. But I'm not going to go out that far to like the thing that I think he's doing wrong. Is it's Joe Budden's making it too inconvenient for the casual consumer to consume his content. Like there's too much, conv- like I believe your job as a your job as a um, business or a podcaster, in a sense, is to make your content as convenient as possible for your consumer, but still with the intention of you making money if you are that deep into the game. Now, uh. But now, apparently, I saw a video earlier, but apparently Joe Budden, he's going to start putting his full podcast uh, back up on YouTube. Because for a while, he hasn't put full episodes out on YouTube. But, reportedly, I don't know if he said it in the show, but I watched the video where basically, reportedly, that the success of the Rory Mao podcast, um, the one he said he would sue the shit out of, if they were try to do their own podcast, which just seems, hmm... Either you lied, or you're just letting it happen, or maybe you didn't have the right to sue the shit out of them. Maybe you're just spewing bullshit, trying to fear monger. Seems to be a common thing with Joe. And this isn't even like an attack on Joe, but I do think his behaviors um, in situations does need to be called out, and it's been called plenty of times. Like I'm not, reading, not breaking any news here, he's been saying this shit for a while. People have been saying this shit for a while. Um, but the success of Rory Mal, which I have basically heard or listened to every episode, and not gonna lie, it's pretty fire. And I knew, like in my opinion, I knew Rory Mao We're gonna. I knew Rory Mal Ro, is a Rory.
0: No, Rory
1: and Mal. Smoking a Rory pack and Millie Mal, as academics would say. It's to me. I knew they were, and I know, how, but I think I even you could look back on like episode four. Whenever I did deep dive, I knew they were gonna have success. You could go back and look. I the reason why I knew they were gonna have success because I know why I tuned into the Joe Budden podcast. It was a good balancing act, like Joe. In the right environment, which they provided, he can get his shit off and still not come off as trying to be the center of attention so much. What can be a huge turnoff when you you have co-hosts and stuff and you're trying to be the whole show. It's okay for you to interrupt people. If someone interrupts you, then you feel like a bitchy fit like a 19-year-old would. Like. I knew Rory and Mal were gonna succeed because to be honest, as a consumer of that show when it was in its prime on Spotify and even after, um Rory and Mal especially Rory in my opinion, made the show more entertaining with his quick wit, his knowledge. Uh Mao brought a more chill dynamic. He didn't there were some episodes he didn't speak much. But that was kind of good because Joe talked enough. And now, really, like, you could tell, like, Joe, he prefers the setup they have now with the two guys. Even though I, Ice and Isher are actually really fucking good. They provide a lot, a lot more good commentary on specific topics than I think even Rory Mao provided. But because Ice and are is so much more profound in their takes and bring more... Reason behind their takes that aren't always just based off emotion like Joe does. I think it makes Joe even stick out like a sore thumb. How it doesn't even sound like his takes are even trying to be attention-seeking and clout-chasing or nothing like that. It generally makes Joe seem like now he's just trying to stay above water. Because... Rory are thriving and people could say yes the temporary numbers because of all the media attention around it they're going to get some um, attention to start out with and that's great but if it's 10 episodes in 15 20 episodes in and they're still getting pretty much around the same numbers that's not a fluke that's because people keep coming back the media attention would have got them like three episodes of attention and they're doing something different. They're adding little skits. The zodiacs. Sk- I feel like I thought of that zodiac skit like a year ago. Like n- not that exact same thing, but I thought about writing. I was. I wrote like a rough draft of some type of zodiac skit, but now it's not. It's not nowhere near like that. But it's a similar type of thinking. Like a girl that. Uses the Zodiac signs to justify nonsense and then blah, blah, blah. And they did a really good job with it. But the Rory Mouth podcast is pretty damn good. If I had to give a rate, I would say it's like 8 out of 10. And the only reason why I wouldn't say 10 if you want to start rating podcasts... Is that... It, the, only, the only thing that I would say like... It does seem like Rory... Um, It seems like they're apologizing too much for some takes. Like there, it's too much disclaimers behind saying certain things. And it's like, as a consumer, dude, like we've, if we've watched your shit or listened to you for you, we know what you mean. Like, it's kind of what we come to, come to your platform for. Little, little toxic, little toxicity. But then you always bring it back around the shit on men too. Like, it's a good balance. That's why like people used to love the Joe Button podcast. That first, like, 30 minutes of the show, when they would just start out with some random-ass topic that would typically involve girls and shit, would be the funniest fucking shit ever. Those Saturdays, when they used to drop every Wednesday and Saturdays, were, like, the fucking... To me, like, I watched more of the Joe Budden podcasts than Joe Rogan at the time. Joe Rogan was still technically number one and all that, but... I think um uh, I think just like the chill out and the disclaimers like we we know what you mean you don't have to di- put disclaimers on everything we trust me we get it it's all humorous and sense of humor but yeah I'll be uh, interesting to see if um if it'll help Joe's numbers because I think he's even he's admitted that business wise it hasn't been the same Bada beep, bada boop, can I get a little boop, bada boop, bada boop, bada boop, oh, 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 can I, can I, oh man, oh man, <sighs> some of them, oh my voice just isn't all there today, I think I need to go to the doctor, um, some of my throat hasn't been feeling well. It's not even like a pain necessarily. More along the lines of just something's not right. Yeah, should probably go get that checked out. Speaking of getting uh, checked out. So I went to Kroger earlier. And I went in the water section. The, you know, get some water. And when I went and got my Kroger Crystal Geyser, um, I got my water, and I went to the self checkout. I had three. I had three uh, water jugs. <laughs> and I was I was walking. I was waiting in line, and this. People were taking fucking forever. So I'm literally standing there for two minutes holding these fucking water jugs. Fingers are uh, getting a little weak. My weak hands that were once strong as an ox are now uh, not. And I accidentally, I had one that was around my right pinky finger and I dropped it. A lot of grip on it, I dropped it. And when I dropped it, water spilled all over the floor. No big deal. No one was mad or nothing. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, though. I was like, you know, I could pay for it. It's like eight, nine, whatever. They're like, no, don't worry about it. It's okay. They brought a, they had someone, they had like the maintenance person over there, like dry mop or whatever. So I go to the self-checkout and I just leave it to two. I don't go back to get the third one. It's kind of weird. Like, you know, I'm, I'm fine with two jokes for now. But then, this lady, theres a uh, 48-year-old-looking fucking lady next to me, while I was scanning my shit, uh, she was looking at me. I could tell, like, you know, like, you have that sense when something's just looking at you, like when you're laying down in bed, you're asleep and you wake up, and it's your mom waking you up for school. It's like yeah, that sense You smell the womb that you were once in You still taste the placenta It's like a good old fresh can of sardines, I would only assume It's funny how people try to say, oh, placenta's good for you Ah, swallowing semen Swallowing a man's semen As a dude, it's good for you Drink your own semen It's good for your gut health It's like, you know what else is good? You could have just kept the semen in your guts by not laying it out. That's also actually pretty good for your health. Do your research. Um, But this fucking lady, I looked over at her to my right. She looked at me. She just shook her head as she's scanning her freaking apple juice, which I'm assuming it was like for her grandkids because, you know, And I was, she just looked at me, and I looked at her. Felt like I was in, like, a Weird Al music video. Like, trapped in the drive-thru, but at the self-checkout version. She looked at me and said, You weak men these days can't even carry jugs of water. And I'm not gonna lie I felt bad Because I know she'll never understand What it's like to have her water break again I could tell It really uh, hit a sensitive spot for her Some her Husband hasn't hit in a long time Being the fact that You know he be uh he be stroking, but uh not in the bed sheets. He probably died of one already, which hence why he's not alive, because unless she's using his uh, corpse as a dick, which if your body gets stiff when you die, hey, that's a way to you cure your erectile dysfunction. Just die. They can preserve your dick. Your uh widow wife can use it as a dildo. She may never cheat on you. She may never need to remarry or refine love because she's got your peace. And oh, she's just a piece at this point. A piece of fucking shit that looks at someone half her age, a fucking Kroger It makes makes a lifelong assumption of one small incident. I haven't been no bum my whole life. I haven't been no bum. Some weak ass dude that can't carry shit. I can still carry shit. Look at these. Am I as strong? No. There's a lot of reasons for that. But it's fine. I don't need to explain myself. But you know what I did tell her? I noticed that when she typed in to pay for her fucking bill. I noticed she typed in... Uh, she typed in the alternate ID instead of scanning her Kroger card. I said, oh, that's cute. You know what, ma'am? Typically, I would let someone borrow my uh, employee ID where you could have got a heavy discount. But um, you could go fuck yourself. So I saved... off my whole bill You probably only saved like 6% You fucking cunt Moral of the story is Learn to carry your weight And just cause someone else fell that theirs for a moment Doesn't mean You can carry the weight Of assumptions on your shoulder Like you're fucking Jesus Christ You fucking cunt Who do you think you are, little Mary? You probably do have a little lamb. And you probably abuse it. You probably, like, have your grandchildren ride the lamb like it's a fucking horse. Mary had a little lamb. And lunch. Just go eat your fucking bologna sandwiches. Your bologna that you fry in your frying pan. Put some freaking Greg Poupon on your fucking bread, toasted with butter, light butter, or I can't believe it's not butter. But I can believe I literally can't believe it's not butter because it is. What are you telling me? Why is that a cool marketing term? I can't believe it's not butter. What the fuck is I'm eating? That's not a good thing. I wanna know I mean butter. That sounds actually very, very something like sounds like this should be fucking investigated. Can't believe it's not fucking butter That's scary Cause it tastes like it Like smart balance Tastes like butter I think it is Uh what's the other one Land lakes Tastes like butter Oh it is Country crock Tastes like butter Oh we know that's butter I can't believe it's not butter What kind of elitist fucking mentality Do you have That you can actually say, I can't believe it's not butter, even though it tastes like butter. It's like if I shit in a cup, make a porno video, call it three girls in one cup. Huh? I can't believe it's not two girls in one cup. Oh, you know why? Because there's three girls. Oh, you know why? Because it's fucking poop. Oh, you know why? Because it's fucking butter. I don't care what title you put on it. It's fucking butter. Jesus. You know, talk about entitlement, that all these companies can just put whatever fucking label they want on shit, and be all technical about it. It's not butter, it's margarine. Well, your margin for error for consuming too much of this margin is still at high risk of cholesterol. So, God, fucking butter. And don't even get me started on the fucking butter spray like it's some mosquito spray, that you put on your fucking skin to prevent mosquitoes from biting you. Or some ant spray or some shit. You know those like sp- things you spray on your skin. Some mosquitoes when they get around you. Like Off and shit. Off brand. Off and beat. brand. Hey we're sponsored by Off. And then uh, we beat it to the curb. Your enthusiasm. Cause I'm not fucking done with this rant. You lazy fucks. Like the like the only thing those spray butters are for. And I think they actually have one for I can't believe it's not butter. You spray it in your mouth like eh. It looks like a bottle of perfume. Except you're not supposed to put perfume in your mouth. But what are you supposed to do? Like you eat a cracker. Eat a club cracker. And then you put it on after. As you're consuming it. Like if you're drinking water. While you're eating pe- peanut butter. That kind of make sure you don't choke. What the whole fucking point? How lazy it to be to spray some fucking butter on some toast. You already had to wait a minute and 25 seconds to toast the bread. And you can't take time to get a fucking knife and spread some fucking butter on it? The fuck is wrong? I just realized it's about peanut butter. And then butter... And I thought about crackers, if you put crackers in between peanut butters, you got nutter butters. Look at me, that's my connection of this fucking show. You fucking ass wipes who spray butter on your fucking bread. Go fuck yourself. And I don't say that lightly. I went off and you people that squeeze peanut butter pouches. Don't give. If they were ever make where you could squeeze butter out, which I don't even know how that would be possible since butter kind of since butter kind of melts. Um, but Jesus, excuse me. Maybe that's God's way of telling me to shut up about this. I just don't, you know, I also notice that grocery stores, they don't do anymore, like at all, like at, literally at all, except maybe Publix, they have the apron shit, I've been there a few times, it doesn't seem like they're uh, doing it actively during the weekdays on a Wednesday, they're not serving some pool barbecue, uh, while your mom's shopping for your Lunchables, there's no, uh, Macaroni jalapeno poppers are just popping in there. There's no dry turkey apricot lettuce wrap they can give to you while your mom's getting your 1% milk because your doctor says you're getting a little heavy. You know what? Me being heavy is going to have no difference between whether I consume 1% or 2% milk. You know what the problem is? is? The fact that I'm consuming probably fucking too much milk, you sack of shit. It's probably not even really the milk. It's probably not even the fact that I'm consuming too much milk. It's probably the fact that I'm pouring it in a big ol' bowl of fucking Cocoa Puffs mixed with Lucky Charms. Together. Before it was cool to mash them up pre-mix. You fucking assholes that buy pre mix cereals. Where it's a combination of Cocoa Pebbles and Tricks. Go fuck yourself. We used to do that at home. Cause you know why? Because we had too many cereal boxes, you could buy in the cereals, so you make most use of milk, cereal, bowl, consume at once. Hello? But now it's cool, you could pre-buy it. You pay you pay a dollar more than if you get one individual cereal because they pre-mix it in the same amount of ounces, you would get one fucking box of cereal. Jesus. You're the one being tricked. Not the kids. You fucking dumbasses. Appearance. Jesus. But anyways, I noticed that none of these grocery stores give out free samples anymore. None. Kroger didn't give out no fuck. I mean, I guess if you go to the deli section, they'll give you a half a slice of turkey for your little fucker and a free cookie. Ah, Actually, that's Publix. Kroger didn't give a fuck about your little fucker. They're like, meh. We we'll laid the shit out. Go fucking get it. Buy it or don't. Go fuck yourself. But notice that these places don't really give out free samples anymore is why you're shopping. Maybe because I don't go shopping at four, five, six o'clock anymore. So maybe I'm missing out. Probably in these grocery stores a few times during those time periods. It seems like over the past six, seven years it's not been as active. The free sample. You know what? Maybe they have a shortage of food. There's not enough uh, free samples to give out. You know what? Maybe that's a fair take. I would believe that, except um, Subway, you know, last Tuesday was giving out fucking one million free subs. So I don't think we have a shortage of food in America. Donald's just gives out free fries. A place fucks your food up. They'll just remake and let you keep the rest free of charge. So I don't think we have a shortage of food. Or maybe they don't want to hire anyone to give out free samples. Which seems like an easy fix. Seems like you just have someone that's already hired there. You probably have too many cashiers that day. You may have too many people working in the deli. You may have too many people working in the meat department. You may have too many people stocking shit that day. Can't tell me that, hey, today we got a different task for you. In between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., I need you to give out some pigs and blankets. Think you could do that? I think you can. Even if they don't want it, throw it at them with the toothpick. And then just put a disclaimer if uh, we poke your eye out, kid, we're not accountable. Because as long as you put disclaimers on shit, it doesn't matter what you do. You're not accountable. I don't know. Maybe it's just too much of a hassle. Maybe it's weird, or maybe the idea of giving out free samples is dumb to begin with, and maybe we finally caught up. Typically, we correct nonsense in humanity. Maybe that's just what it is. Maybe we realize the last thing we need to give is more free fucking food. It's like, why would we give out free samples? People are buying more than they need to begin with. Typically why you give out free samples is because people are apprehensive to get new things. People are apprehensive to spend more than their budget. How many people do you know go to the grocery store with a budget now? How many people do you know go with coupons? Most people don't even take the time to clip out some coupons. Coupons used to be like a freaking chore. It used to be a side hustle. They used to have those fucking coupon shows where they would, uh, extreme coupons coupon and where you end up owing them money for... They would use $800 worth of coupons and then they would get like 75 bucks back and all these fucking food that they're not gonna eat. So not only are they getting money back they're wasting food that someone else could have fucking used. Now you know what maybe some of them donated the food banks took advantage of the system. And if they did that great for them. But they're basically like the... Head of a charity And they're profiting off people's Um Lack of What's the term I'm looking for They're taking advantage of people's Uh Down parts of their life When uh, They're not exactly When they may not be on their two feet Maybe they're struggling to Put food on the table Or just to Eat Normal Food Kind of they're doing a good thing, but they're profiting off of it. Instead of using that money to maybe give to the people that are actually struggling with it. So not only do they get that food, they have money to pay for the next time they have to go get food. Crazy thought. You know what? What the fuck do I know? Oh, Jesus. I just noticed on this C4 can, it says beta power. Does that mean the more I drink this, the more beta I become? I bet that would be something like a TikTok alpha male. How to be... How to be an alpha male. If you drink anything that has beta on it, you're not an alpha. It's like, do you understand what, like, you understand there's like beta alkaline particles in you? You understand that? Whatever it's called. There are actually beta consumption things that your body needs. But people just hear that word beta and they uh, always associate it with uh, being a weak link or a pussy, or a very submissive individual, in a sense, or someone who's not very contrite. <clears throat> I realize I did it again. I barely even looked in the, ca- I probably looked at the camera for a full five minutes of this whole fucking video, but one of the benefits is no one watches the videos, yet. Long game. That's why I try to tell my girlfriends. It's all about the long game. Oh, from the fairway, 180 yards, and uh, it's in the bunker. It's in the bunker. That's the way uh, their climax level goes when I'm interacting with them. Think, oh, that feels great. And then, boom, hits the bunker. Dry as hell again. Anyways, uh, mudslides. All right. That was episode 25 of the Off and Beat podcast. Uh, if you've made it this far, God bless you. That's all I got to say. Um, Yeah, it was nice to talk about the direction I'm going with this podcast. Um, Samples and uh, Joe Budden, Rory Mao, all that good shit. Hopefully samples come back. Very important. We sample enough music. Can't give me a pig and blanket. Can't give me a cream cheese, bacon, jalapeno wrap. Crazy world we live in. Crazy world. Alright guys, go follow the IG. Subscribe to the tube, like the vid um follow the ticky talk and oh yeah uh suck some titties there's my voice i found out at the end i haven't even talked long enough and um i should probably stop talking now otherwise you will never come back